This episode of Legit Podcast Pro is brought to you by Easy Legal for Podcasters, the fast, easy, do-it-yourself way to get the business and legal affairs for your podcast under control, in order, and legit so you can play the bigger podcasting game to win. Visit EasyLegalForPodcasters.com. Hey, it's Gordon Firemark. Today we're talking about media law basics for podcasters and YouTubers. Hey everybody, it's me, Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and this is Legit Podcast Pro, my show where I am here to help creators like you to understand the rules, learn how to manage and navigate and do great things with your content, have the, have the impact uh, and influence that you desire. So today we're going to be talking about media law basics. And uh, I just want to share with you a, just a real overview. So we'll start off. The, the, the key things that media creators really need to be aware of are areas of intellectual property law, copyrights and trademarks, uh, and rights of privacy and right of publicity and uh, libel and slander and, um, and the law of defamation. Um, and of course you've got to understand the boundaries of what you're doing within the first amendment and the protections for free speech and freedom of the press. So, uh, let's just start off. I'll give you a quick rundown of all of these. So copyright law, copyright protects original works of expression, original works of authorship, not the ideas, not the facts that are embodied in those things, but the original work itself, the way it's written, the way it's expressed. Once you record it, set it on paper, carve it in stone, paint it on a canvas, whatever, you own a copyright from the very first moment of creation. And the reason this is relevant and important for creators is not just that you create and own what you create, but other people own the stuff they create. And when you use that stuff, when you incorporate it into your work, you are potentially infringing, violating their copyright rights, the right to make and distribute copies, the right to display or perform the work in public, and the right to make derivative works, things based on the original. So with copyright law, you want to um, make sure you're getting permission to use other people's stuff or make sure that there's a good reason why you don't have to. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later about the fair use defense, but understand that it is not always a complete defense. So copyright law is uh, the basic rule is don't use other people's stuff without their permission, period, unless you've got a, a, a valid, legitimate excuse. And that takes some lawyering to figure out. All right. The other thing. Uh, that we need to talk about in the intellectual property sphere is trademarks. Trademarks are distinctive words or symbols or marks or, you know, logos, things like that, that are used to identify the source or origin of goods or services when they're making their way through interstate commerce. So that is brand names, essentially. Now, the reason this is relevant for podcasters and YouTube creators is, of course, you can protect the name of your channel or the name of your podcast, your name of your show, or segments within your show, those kinds of things. 
as brands that indicate a source that they're coming from you. Likewise, you shouldn't name your things after stuff that other people out there in the marketplace have been using. Uh, be, again, if they're distinctive. Now, if they're purely descriptive or very generic, then fine. But be thoughtful and be careful about that and always run a search to make sure the title you're selecting is free and available for your use. Uh, other areas of intellectual property that don't generally apply very much to podcasts are patents, which cover inventions. So I'm not going to go into a lot of a lot of uh, discussion about that. If you are inventing new technology, new processes, new designs, then maybe talk to someone about patent protection for those things. And uh, if you are given access to someone's patentable ideas and things, be careful about disclosing it publicly before they are ready for you to do that as it could jeopardize their ownership of things. Trade secrets is another variation on intellectual property, which is basically things that have the value because they're secret. And if you are disclosing that stuff without the consent of the owner or without uh, proper authority, you could be violating um, the terms of a non-disclosure agreement or an embargo agreement or something like that. So, so if you if you are asked to sign embargoes and non-disclosures, uh, be prepared to abide by those terms so you don't end up afoul of that. Moving on to the next category, privacy rights. Well, there are four flavors of privacy law that we generally talk about. Not all of them will really apply here, but the first of those is intrusion. And basically, all of these are couched in terms of reasonableness and whether it's offensive, what, what you do. So if you are recording somebody without their consent, without their permission, that may or may not, depending on where you live and other circumstances, that may or may not be um uh, reasonable and it may or may not be offensive. Certainly if you go into a private setting where someone expects that they are not being recorded and you don't tell them you're recording, that's going to be a problem right off the bat. Um, there are one party states, there are two party states. That's more about criminal action for violating wiretap statutes, to be really honest. Um, so that's why I always advocate getting a release that uh, basically says, I know you're recording me. I'm okay with it. You can use it. You can publish it and so on. That's one kind of privacy. Another kind of privacy is the false light invasion of privacy, where essentially the material that's being presented portrays a person in a way that is not accurate, that, that construes them, can be construed as, as uh, misleading or false puts them in a false light. And that can be a real problem. Again, if it's unreasonable and offensive to an ordinary person, then you could have some issues there. Um, the public disclosure of private embarrassing facts can be another area, just private facts generally. Uh, your grades in school, private facts. Your medical history, private facts. Your uh, uh, sexual uh, orientation or uh, sexual history can be private facts and things like that. And so sometimes we have uh, issues where there's a public disclosure of that information without a person's consent. That can be problematic. Uh, mis misappropriation of a person's name or likeness or some other aspect of their, um, of their persona can also be a kind of privacy violation. But that takes us into another area, which is a variation. The privacy right is personal to the to the person, and it's about their pride and dignity and embarrassment, basically. And if, again, if it's used in a, in a way that's unreasonable for commercial purposes and the, is offensive to the to the consuming public to the to the reasonable person, then we have uh, actionable liability for misappropriation, invasion of privacy. 
Then we have the right of publicity, which is a similar idea. It's using a person's name, likeness, some aspect of their persona. Sometimes it's their jersey number for a professional athlete uh, or college athlete for that matter. Sometimes it's the sound of their voice if you use sound-alikes or something like that. All of those things are a violation of a right of publicity in states that recognize the right of publicity when used for commercial purposes. Non-commercial inside the context of a podcast episode, probably not a thing. But if you, if that, if you, if you use an impersonator's voice or something like that, uh, sounding like, say, Christopher Walken or, or, uh, or, uh, uh, well, you name a celebrity to, to read the ad for a product, that could be a problem. So be, be thoughtful and careful about that as well. Libel is the variation of defamation, is the form of defamation that occurs when you're using electronic media. Slander is the spoken word. Libel is when it's being broadcast, recorded, and, and distributed, and published, and those kinds of things. A false statement made about a person that um, that causes them harm or injury to reputation uh, is, and, and, and damages, of course, is uh, a case for libel. When the person in question is a public figure, they also have to prove actual malice. That is that you, that the, the publisher knew or should have known or was reckless in disregarding the truth of the fact uh, thing. So it's a false statement made with reckless disregard uh, or, or knowingly false uh, that causes harm to a public figure. Those are the the issues in, in libel and slander. So those are the big sort of content oriented kinds of areas that we have to concern ourselves with in media law. The other areas in media law that are uh, worthy of some discussion, obviously freedom of the press, freedom of speech. This is the first amendment at work. And fortunately here in the United States and in many other countries around the globe, speech and press are strongly protected uh, principles. I can only speak to the U.S. because I'm a U.S.-based lawyer, but there we go. So um, honor that freedom of speech. It is not boundless. There are situations where restrictions can come into play. A copyright law, for example, is such a restriction. And the interplay of copyright law, law that says you can't copy that stuff, you can't use other people's stuff in your content, comes in a direct conflict with the free speech First Amendment principle that you should be able to say and do anything you want. So the law has developed a, a, a defense to copyright infringement called fair use. It's much too complicated to get into here. I'll do another episode about fair use in short order. But um, fair use is a First Amendment free speech defense in certain circumstances when we go through a very complicated multi-factor analysis to figure it out. And um, we're waiting for the Supreme Court of the United States to make a ruling later this year or, or early next year uh, that will help us to clarify the boundaries of fair use. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act is another arena that you may hear about from time to time. Section 230 is a law that basically gives certain um, uh, online service providers, information service providers, immunity for prosecution uh, and immunity from lawsuits from certain kinds of content when posted by their users. And um, it has been used as a, as a shelter against lots and lots of different claims of defamation and, and privacy against the providers, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Twitters of the world. Uh, they often are able to successfully shield themselves by referring to Section 230 
of the Communications Decency Act. That's a federal statute in the U.S. Another one is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. It is actually part of copyright law. It is the mechanism by which we see the takedowns when a person believes that their uh, copyright has been infringed by a piece of user-generated content on a website or a service. Then... Um, the uh, they can file a particular notice with the provider of the service, which must then take it down in short order. Uh, then there's a mechanism for the party that posted it to say, no, it was fair, I'm allowed to do it, and so on, and I have permission or whatever, and then put it back up. And then if there's still a disagreement, then the two parties can fight it out. But the service provider, the YouTube, the Facebook, the, the Vimeo, the Twitter, whatever it is, they are... Uh, in what's called a safe harbor from being sued for that infringement. And it's just between the posting party and the owner of the, the alleged owner of the copyright. So those are the fundamental essential principles of uh, intellectual property law that I wanted to share with you today. Uh, not intellectual property law, media law, which includes intellectual property, privacy, the right of publicity, libel, the, the, form of defamation that's most likely to arise. And then, of course, issues around freedom of press, Section 230, and the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. There's more to media law, lots more to media law than this. This is what's going to affect, have the largest effect on podcasters, YouTubers, and uh, creators of digital media content. So that's it for this episode of Legit Podcast Pro. I'll be back again next week with another episode and... Uh, Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching or listening. And I'll see you again really soon. Here's to your success with your show.